Fading Memories is sponsored by I'm Up. I'm Up is an app that gives you independence, security, and peace of mind. Find it in your favorite app store and use invite code 006 when you sign up. Welcome to Fading Memories, a supportive podcast for those of us caring for a loved one with memory loss. Hey, did you call and check in with mom this morning? No, I thought it was Pam's turn this morning. Do you know where my laptop is? Why are mornings so crazy? Ah, these daily phone calls are getting complicated and we're all forgetting whose day it is to call and check in. I'll call mom from the car as I head into work. That way, if we get into a conversation, it won't make me late or any crazier than I already feel. Oh, don't forget to give the dog his pills. Sounds good. Who's going to call Pam and figure out whose day is whose again? Ah, there has to be a better way than this. A year ago, I would have laughed had you told me I'd be sitting in a state senator's office telling my Alzheimer's journey story and advocating for a $10 million request from the state budget. It's my husband who wanted to get into politics, not me. But there I was this past Tuesday, February 5th, 2019, with four other people doing just that. We visited our personal state assemblyman's office and a local senator's office. To be honest, I was never big on learning government in school, and I confuse state and federal offices all the time, but I'm learning the difference now. So, why were we there asking for $10 million? Simple. Alzheimer's and dementia are truly an epidemic. In my home state of California, Alzheimer's is the third leading cause of death in seniors. The Alzheimer's Association estimates, quite conservatively, that the average cost of care for a senior living with Alzheimer's is $341,840. All five of us there that day can tell you that's a really low figure, especially in California. The cost to taxpayers and the state are astronomical. However, $10 million isn't a lot of money when you realize there are 2.2 million people living with Alzheimer's just in my state of California. So, why were we there? At the end of the federal congressional budgetary year, 2018, the CDC, or the Center for Disease Control, came out with a Healthy Brain Initiative. This initiative is a roadmap for how local county health departments can roll out an early diagnosis campaign. The campaign would help improve patient outcome and reduce costs. Just 45% of people affected have been formally diagnosed by a clinician. This means that many people will not understand what's wrong with them and end up in an emergency room. We all know that an emergency room is the most expensive way to get health care. There are 1,428 emergency department visits for every 1,000 Californians with dementia. One in four of those patients end up readmitted to the hospital. When you realize that many of the initial visits to the ER are unnecessary and readmittance happens 25% of the time, you can see how all of us are paying higher prices through taxes and health insurance premiums. Medicaid spends $8,400 per beneficiary with dementia compared to $358 for someone without. I had to read that statistic multiple times to make sure I wasn't dropping a zero on that second number. 
Medi-Cal costs are projected to climb by 36% by 2025, from $3.5 billion to $5 billion annually, and that's just in the state of California. Obviously, we've all got to do better, or this disease could bankrupt our state, our country, and even our globe. I'll get into more of that in a minute. The bold new approach is to implement the CDC's public health roadmap for Alzheimer's. The goals are to build California's public health infrastructure so local departments can initiate the effort to get early diagnosis of Alzheimer's and other dementias. The second step is to improve California's rate of timely diagnosis by raising public awareness of the early signs and symptoms of Alzheimer's and other dementias. This is a pilot program that would be run in eight of our 58 counties. Each county can apply, and there are some rigorous requirements. So how would California do this? First, we would develop a coordinated statewide public awareness campaign focused on consumers at risk of cognitive impairment. We would explore community-based solutions and innovations in the eight pilot counties. The next step is to assess local health needs and address with public intervention. Once the assessment is complete, each county will target outreach to at-risk populations and communities disproportionately impacted by Alzheimer's. They will also collaborate across the lifespan of the patient to include other chronic and disabling conditions. Finally, each county will evaluate and replicate the best practices statewide. By working at the county level, the CDC and the Alzheimer's Association feel that the goals can be achieved easier than if we tried to roll out the same program statewide. Now, I mentioned that this disease could bankrupt the globe. Worldwide, someone develops some sort of dementia every seven seconds. That's eight and a half people every minute, or 12,240 people a day. Yikes. This number is expected to double every year till 2030. In 2030, the cost associated with this disease is expected to be $2 trillion, and by 2050, it is expected to be at least $3 trillion. 58% of people with dementia live in a country with low socioeconomic status. If we are able to delay the onset of symptoms for one year, we could have 9,200,000 fewer cases of dementia by the year 2050. That's nearly 10 million people. If the number of people expected to have some form of dementia in 2050 is 131.5 million at a cost of $3 trillion, we could save a lot of money over a decade. Add back in the human potential we are losing to this disease, and you can understand why this is such an important project. But I've bored you with a lot of depressing numbers. Stay tuned because I have audio of an entire meeting with our state senator's aide, and I think you'll find that a lot more interesting and encouraging. Hello? Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Is everything okay? Yes, everything is fine. Are you on your way to work? Yeah, yeah. How are the kids? Oh, they're doing fine. Busy as usual. I thought Pam was calling today. Don't you have a big meeting to be prepared for? Yeah, actually I do. And, you know, check it in like this. There's got to be a better way. 
I'm gonna, I'll start off and introduce myself, and then each of us will introduce ourselves Perfect. and tell you how we're, um, why we're with the Alzheimer's Association, and then we'll go through some information. Perfect. And of course, we'll give you our ask. Okay, sounds great. Um, that's my business card, so Thank that you. you know who I am. Um, my connection to the disease is through my husband's family. Okay. His mother, his grandmother, his aunt had Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And his mother died of Alzheimer's, and it bankrupted the family. Wow. It took the house, it took the savings, it took everything. Right. So we're well aware of it and, and what it can do. And my husband, every day, when he can't find his car keys, can't remember something, right. you know, is he next? And Alzheimer's Association says the, cost, the living costs of Alzheimer's is $340,000 to support somebody with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here to tell you that's pretty low. Yeah. House, savings, wouldn't even have touched that number. Right, right. Especially in California. You know a house yeah. in California? What house in California goes for $340,000? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Yeah. Maybe up at the top of the state, way right. up there. Shasta County, maybe. Certainly yeah. not in any of the counties. In Senator Dodd's district. In Senator Dodd's yeah. district. So um, that's why I fight for, um, for Alzheimer's, because we know that if we can eventually cure the disease or even get mitigate early diagnosis right. and mitigate some of it, we can financially help the people. Absolutely. So my mother was the one who had Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and I was resisting wanting to know much about it because I had a life. Yeah. And so eventually I had to pay attention to that need and so she lived with uh, me and my wife for the last eight years. Mm -hmm. She passed away at age 94 Mm -hmm. so she did had quality of life yeah. up until the last eight, six months when she had hospice. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple of years before she died, she had a, a health problem. So I, she was taken to emergency, mm-hmm. admitted to the hospital, mm-hmm. and then released after uh, three days. Two days after that, she was going downhill. Mm-hmm. My wife detected it and says something's wrong here. So I took her to her physician, and her physician took one look at this situation and, and got on the computer and saw, uh, okay, she was diagnosed as having sepsis, mm. which is blood yeah. poisoning. Right. Um, and so she was rushed. We rushed her back to that hospital where she was admitted again, mm-hmm. and then a week later. Uh, she, she was released, but then she was had to be taken back a third time. Well, that's when the hospital wanted to know if we had a problem, because yeah. it was a problem for them having the cost of of uh, admission. I mean, it wasn't all covered. Right. And and so, um, if we had had better coordination, if they had known that she had dementia, mm-hmm. uh, I think there would have been more attention paid. To her situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Well, my name is Rye Rabin, 
And uh, the way I got involved with volunteering was I had a friend whose mother was um, in late stages of, of, of Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And I went to a meeting with her, and they asked if anyone would like to volunteer. And I said, well, I have a few hours, and here I am three years later, wow. all involved in it. Since then, my brother was diagnosed. He had an early diagnosis, I guess, about five, year, five years ago. Mm -hmm. His children knew about it, but they didn't tell the rest of the family. Wow. So we were around him, and we started noticing he was kind of a little different. Yeah. And um, anyway, since then, um, in the last 18 months, he's in complete care. Mm -hmm. He's really gone downhill quickly. Wow. He doesn't recognize me. And um, one of the reasons I'm here is because um, I live in Fairfield. Mm -hmm. So Solano County is, what is it, 42, 46 percent mm -hmm. minority, mm -hmm. which I think is because of Travis Air Force Base. My husband was an Air Force. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, right. um, but uh, the statistics in the county are that within the next 10 years, we're going to double in cases of Alzheimer's di that'll be diagnosed. Wow. So it's pretty... Uh, <clears throat> and for veterans, the TBIs have been linked to dementia. Sure. Um, and so with veterans, it's even a higher probability right. than just the average population. Yeah. So My brother that's, was a vet. So. Exactly. Yeah. So around Travis Air Force Base, if, if a lot of the veterans are coming back, the numbers could even be more staggering than, that. Mm -hmm. yes. than, than what it, we're predicting. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. My name is Jennifer, and I actually represent three past generations that have, my mom is still alive, my great-grandmother, my maternal grandmother, and my mom have all had Alzheimer's. Wow. My mom has younger onset Alzheimer's, which is generally diagnosed before, is it age 69 or 65? It can be in the 50s, even. Okay, well, remember, but it, there's like a cutoff. 65, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, We've actually been dealing with her memory problems for probably 20 years. Mm -hmm. After my, well, my father ended up in the hospital for 32 days. We've now determined that he had, we were unaware of his cognitive failings because she was so much worse and he was her primary caregiver. Mm -hmm. He ended up in the hospital for 32 days. They kept saying with more, more dialysis, his memory should return. That never happened, and when I got the statement from the hospital for those 32 days, I almost mm -hmm. died of a heart attack. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Should have a warning label on the outside of those bills. Right. Uh, he passed away almost two years ago, and two weeks after that, we had to put my mom in full-time memory care, and she just turned 76 like three weeks ago. So she's very young. Yeah. My grandmother passed at 91, but she did not have younger onset Alzheimer's. Okay. And I don't know about my great-grandmother. She passed away before I was born. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I are both self-employed. And the all of these numbers that they present to you, I don't think we ever get factored into those numbers because it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. Our financial stresses and losses, right. you know, it could be from other things not related to caring for my mom and dealing with paperwork, but we know it is. And frankly, this is a disease that could bankrupt our globe. Yeah. Early detection of the disease, any kind of dementia, can um, save the globe like $10 billion in a decade. Just from 
preventing the disease for a year, like the progression of it for right. a year, one year. Wow. Yeah, there are no small numbers involved with this disease. No. Hi, my name is Tamina, and I come from a different background. So I do research um, okay. at the UC Davis Alzheimer's Disease Center, and we have a clinic in the East Bay area. And yeah, I just wanted to stress what these individuals have said, um, and especially the importance of detection um, earlier, earlier on in the disease. Mm -hmm. How long has that um, existed? Uh... In the East Bay, it's been a, it's been around for over twenty years, but we're we're growing a lot now. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. My mother was uh, diagnosed at the Sacramento. Mm -hmm. uh, place, uh, Alzheimer's Disease Center, mm -hmm. and I'm so grateful because they used their interdisciplinary approach, mm -hmm. uh, input from me, right, and social worker, neurologist, um, psychologist, and they put together, they got together, had a conference that we went back three times. I mean, it was yeah. very comprehensive, mm -hmm. and before that, it was the neurologist just... Uh, prescribing Aricept, which is one of the first medications to treat Alzheimer's, mm -hmm. but without diagnosing her at all. So wow. for two or three years, she was even undiagnosed. But they said at the disease center, she was probably um, had the disease for five to ten years before, before right. that. Right. So that's one of the main things we're here for, is to get early detection yeah. that we can treat more effectively. Right. Yeah. And I, I was talking to individuals and seeing how other neurologists and providers deal with the disease versus what we do in our clinic. Right. So if people are more aware of the disease, they can go to a specific disease center where we have neuropsychologists, we mm -hmm. have researchers like me, and we have a lot of neurologists and family, family doctors too. Yeah. Makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Well, and... In the case of my mother-in-law, um, my father-in-law passed away at, after she'd been committed to um, a hospital and she had the Alzheimer's. She was executrix of the will mm. because they hadn't taken care of any of the financial side. So now we're in a legal battle. Right. And you try to get a doctor to declare her incompetent Right. So that we can take care, take over. Right. Goodness. It was a nightmare. Right. Now, with early detection, while the person still is competent, you can do all of the family care, right. family planning, right. estate yes. planning, and all of that ahead of time. Put a health directive in. Put that in place. Because if you don't, then you don't have the wishes of the person at that time, and you're left for the family to decide. And that's a horrendous thing right. sometimes for the loved ones to have to make that decision Sure. if they don't know ahead right. of time. Yeah. Right. So I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what has developed in the last six months or so. Mm -hmm. The uh, Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, uh, developed a roadmap for the states to follow um, called Healthy Brain Initiative. And that is what 
can allow the states to adapt to their own situation. Each state sure. can determine what's what can we do to that that we can take <coughs> from from that Healthy Brain Initiative, and it's focusing on Alzheimer's being a public health issue. A uh, long time ago, it was people were considered crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've come a ways from there. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and, right. and so California could be the one showing the rest of the states how to follow that Healthy Brain Initiative, that roadmap, by implementing uh, the structure, the infrastructure, through local health departments. Also this last year, just at the end of the uh, congressional session, uh, they passed the BOLD Act. The acronym is Build Our Largest Dementia for Alzheimer's Infrastructure Act. And it was just passed, uh, bipartisan, signed by the president. Um, Now they're going to have to fund it, Mm -hmm. but the, the structure is there to have public health departments uh, be the focus for targeting local communities and it's determined that health departments know their communities better than the federal government or even the state. Yeah. So that's what we're here for. Um, We, one of the things that this is going to focus on is raising awareness in the community Mm -hmm. and there's a brochure that will I'm sure be printed in several languages mm-hmm. to meet the, the needs of minorities and mm-hmm. other groups ten warning signs. that describe what are the, the ten obvious signs, mm-hmm. memory loss being the, the primary one, but being able to distinguish between those signs and what's normal kind of forgetting, like I yeah, remember, right. I remember exactly. where I lost my keys yesterday, right. rather than not remembering anything, Yeah, those are the differences. So it's very helpful. Caregivers are learning this, mm-hmm. but it needs to be spread because we know that only 45% of those uh, are uh, with dementia, with Alzheimer's, are diagnosed. There's probably at least twice as many more that aren't diagnosed because they're not aware right. that, it's, that it's the disease. So we'll get to some, just a few more numbers, and then we'll get into why we're here. Um, You talked about some of the poor outcomes, that the 45%. One of the big issues that we deal with is how we can save money Mm -hmm. um, for the local communities and for the state. Out of 1,428 emergency visits, out of 1,000 people have dementia. Wow. if we can cut that in half, we can save local communities millions of dollars. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times they don't need to go to the emergency room. They just think they're sick. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of, of Jennifer's father, he didn't, he, they didn't listen to the hospice worker. They just took him to the emergency department. Because he said he was dying. Because he said he, yeah, he, was, they, he, he had dementia. He was dying. Well, right. Yeah, they called the EMTs it was for a, a list wasted, assist. 
now we've had a wasted emergency visit. Mm -hmm. Two. So, two. Okay, so there's an opportunity to save millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And that's something we can touch. Yeah. Okay? It's not... <clears throat> and we don't need to invest hundreds of millions of dollars to save millions. Second thing is re-entry into the hospital. A lot of these, once they're in the emergency department, they go, okay, just put them in the hospital. I don't know what to do with them. They look sick. Mm -hmm. They're moaning and groaning. They, you know, mm -hmm. I'm afraid of being sued. I'll just readmit them into the hospital. Over 21% get readmitted. Mm-hmm. Okay, they shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah. Now they're getting put back in the hospital. Right. Here go our tax dollars again. Medicare, Medicaid, Medi-Cal. Mm -hmm. All of them going up. Yeah. So that's how we can harness the money mm -hmm. through early detection. Right. And not just early detection, but getting it out to the patients. Because in some cases they knew about it. But they didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, it doesn't help if you don't tell anybody. <laughs> it's like winking in the dark. Uh-huh. <laughs> so my dad used to say. <laughs> exactly. And if it's not on the charts when they come in. Right. Okay. The if, cycle again. if the emergency department doesn't know that this person has dementia, they don't know that they should treat what they say accordingly. Yeah. They're going to take it for what they say. Oh, my chest hurts. Well, okay, your chest hurts. If you have dementia, they might question whether or not that's a true statement. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we're projecting that Medi-Cal's cost is going to grow by 36% to over $5 billion mm -hmm. just for Alzheimer's. Wow. Just all By Alzheimer's. 20, 25. By 2025. Mm -hmm. And I think the senator will still be in office by then? Um, yeah. <laughs> I hope. I mean. Okay. <laughs> um, and we talked about the $341,000. So there's, there's big dollars to be had here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, at, at the federal level, we're talking trillions of dollars. Yeah. And so when I go talk to um, Congressman McNerney, I'm talking in the trillions. Mind-boggling. It is. It, the numbers are so big. Yeah. So. So let's talk about what what's being proposed here. Yeah. Uh, you may know that Governor Newsom, uh, one of his first acts uh, or proposals was to allocate three million dollars towards Alzheimer's awareness. And this was after his father had just died prior to his inauguration. So that's, that's a good start. Yeah, right. Very, very encouraging. Yeah. We're uh, talking about um, having a pilot project where uh, a certain select number of uh, county health departments in the state uh, are developing a strategy for uh, raising awareness, uh, exploring community-based uh, solutions, uh, assessing the needs, 
targeting at the at-risk populations mm -hmm. um, and collaborating to uh, include other uh, conditions. And then evaluating and then having the successful ones be replicated throughout all the, the county health departments. So this is a project that we're asking for $10 million. And uh, uh, out of the general fund. Okay. Out of the general fund, and every county health department will be given the opportunity to make an application for that funding, a portion of that $10 million, divided between the among the eight who are approved or accepted over the next three years. And then the ones that show that they have. Uh, been evaluated to, sh to be a model for the rest of, of the state will follow through with offering that to show that this is a true investment that's making a difference in reducing uh, the risk of Alzheimer's or at least staving off a, a furthering of the disease, the progression mm -hmm. of the disease mm -hmm. without so early detection is going to be the key. Yeah. And so that's where the public health departments can, can be funded to mm -hmm. assess the local needs. Like in Solano County, we've got right. a, a large minority population in the women, uh, the uh, Asian population, uh, and the African-American populations. Those are going to be targeted. This. That, that's the goal of public health departments. That's what right. they've done before yeah. in assessing other needs of, of other diseases. So it just fits. Right. So just in the, um, in the minority community, blacks are twice as more susceptible to Alzheimer's. Hispanics are one and a half times as susceptible to Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And women get, are two-thirds mm. met. And part of our problem is that the studies that have gone on in the past have primarily been white male. As with many studies. As with many yeah. studies. Mm -hmm. And that's an awareness issue. Yeah. And there's starting to be studies. There's one that just came out that, the, um, that was um, on, on, on black people and blood pressure. Mm. And the Alzheimer's Association just put another $800,000 into a second study to see the correlation of blood pressure and uh, whether or not uh, aggressive control of blood pressure early on could affect staving off Alzheimer's. In the two groups they studied, it appeared that if they could get somebody's blood pressure controlled to 120 versus 140, they kept the uh, kept Alzheimer's more controlled than the 140. So that's what they're trying to look at. Mm. Um, but it's one of the very few studies that they have. And contra co I mean, the numbers I've got here. And I will send you some detail. Great, yeah. But where are my numbers? Contra Costa Minority population will go up by 86% in the next 15 years. 
Solana will go up by 96%. Okay. Shocking. Financially, it's devastating. It is. Yeah. That doesn't count what veterans could tip it over. Mm -hmm. It's just numbers that we have such a hard time looking at. So, Bob, so, you want to go through the Limon bill? Um, that's the bill that we're requesting, uh, and it's being introduced by Assemblymember Limon. Mm-hmm. As 46 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't even, well, it's being assigned a, a, a number sure, yeah. this afternoon. And we know it'll go to committees, and, and then it'll be passed unanimously by the Assembly, mm-hmm. and it'll go to the Senate. Positive thinking. And so that's where the $10 million that I mentioned... For the pilot program. ...will go to the pilot project for okay. the, the eight that are selected, and hopefully that will happen for fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. But there is an application process, mm-hmm. so we know... First, it has to be passed. $10 million is one one-thousandth of one percent of the budget. Mm-hmm. So try to put it in perspective. I know there are a lot of yeah. other needs. I mean, the list is goes on for right. pages. Right. But this has to be considered a priority. Absolutely. So is uh, the assembly member sort of um, approaching this through dual channels, both with the budget advocacy requesting the appropriation from the general fund and then the legislation itself to create the yes. pilot program. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very good. Um, yeah. I mean, my initial instinct, not having seen anything about the you know language so far, would be that Senator Dog would be wildly supportive of something like this. Fabulous. He's. Um, this is an issue I would say is very near and dear to him. I know that he's had family and friends affected by it close, and so um, it's an issue. I think he really would like to continue supporting. I know there were. Uh, budget requests last year. I think mm-hmm. for some of the early detection funding that he was more than happy to, mm-hmm. you know, sign on in support of. So if the assembly member is doing anything um, along those lines again this year, if she'd like to encourage other members to sign on to her budget request, you know, urge the the. When the time public- comes, he will be asked to co-sponsor. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So we'll, I would say both for the legislation and then for the budget request as well, because okay. he, I imagine, would be happy to, you Thank know, put you his name to. Thank you for sharing his personal story. Absolutely, you yeah. Know, that, no, I, it makes a difference. It does, and I think he, he has a very personal understanding of this and the impacts, and I think it makes it easy for me to, you know, let you know that he'd be very supportive of these efforts um, and he's very cognizant of the issue and and what a growing problem it is. We appreciate that. It, it, it really helps us. And then whatever you need in the way of information mm-hmm. to support the senator. Right. Absolutely. Well, I'd love to get um, a little background on the Limon bill just to look that over. That's a copy of, of the draft. Okay. Perfect. Um, it's probably as close as we can get you right now until they actually put numbers sure, on Sure, sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's what we were given. Okay. So. Yeah, um, I will look out the, look at this and reach out to their office to find out who might be staffing the legislation 
Um, mm. I definitely will raise this to the senator as one he should um, consider co-authoring, and yeah, I, I imagine he would. Yeah. All right. Um, Is there any literature? I will send you um, county by county information. That'd be great. On the disease, because we have that. Mm -hmm. We have it here. I have individual sheets that go into okay. Would that be better? more detail. No, more detail. Okay. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Th that's just that one line. It does show the potential increase. Yeah. yeah. But this goes into a little more detail yeah, on each of the county. But that yeah, would be that's great. great. To have it more detailed would be good. Um, what else could I get you? Um... I think that'd be the most helpful for the senator to understand what the, you know, demographics and picture looks like okay. in his district. Um, I don't uh, know whether the Healthy Brain Initiative from CDC would be... That'd be interesting to review. that sets the guidelines. Right. For, yeah, I would be um, interested to, to look at that as well. Um, I'll get you overall California numbers as well, so we can just get a picture of... Total California and where he's absolutely relative to the stand yeah. to the total. Absolutely, um, yeah. I think beyond that, um, he's very familiar with the issue. Um, so I would just say keep in touch. If okay. anything comes up that you think should be on his radar, please do reach out. And now, if he's interested in doing any events in the territory, oh, we'd, yeah, be, we'd be more than happy to. Great. Um, one of the things that we think is really important is know the 10 signs. Right. I was just going to say it might be nice to have some of the the flyers on hand for some of our town halls and things. He's done some very senior-focused um, town halls, um, bringing in experts on uh, financial elder abuse issues, sort of like a, a range of, of topics. Um, but I imagine this would be great even if we didn't have somebody you know, provide a formal testimony or speak mm -hmm. to the issue mm -hmm. to give some resources, make them available to the constituents as they're we can already coming. I was at a um, Sir Sons in Retirement mm -hmm. organization, and um, they brought in one of the Alzheimer's speakers. Mm -hmm. And she did um, a talk on Know the Ten Signs, yeah. and it was really well-received. Great. And it wasn't, you know, they were so worried it was going to be a downer. Right. No. You know, but it wasn't. It was exactly yeah. the right kind mm -hmm. of, here's what to look out Helps for. Helps to right. identify and what the... Identify in yourself, in friends, in family. Yeah. yeah. So, That'd be, especially, yeah. like, in the Travis area, um, mm -hmm. we're trying to put one together with Congressman McNerney in the mm -hmm. French camp area, because mm -hmm. he does one for veterans. Great. So we would be happy if there's something you want Wonderful. to do in that area. Please tell the senator we would be more than happy to put that together with him and do an event or right. a tabletop in, in conjunction yeah. with another event that he's doing. Right, right, um, right. Just let us know and we will be there. Just as an FYI, Bob and I went to one for Garamendi. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, we were bombarded. People had so oh, many. They took all of our questions. brochures. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. They had so many questions and wanted to tell they their stories. They were just hungry for information. Wonder, Up in yeah. Clear Lake Oaks, which is way out of yeah. in the you know rural area. Yeah. And they just don't get the information. No. It's hard to get it out there. But mm -hmm. see, local public health department would be able to do it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no, this is, I think that's, those are great ideas. Um, I'm going to share this with our district director. Okay. Um, and is there somebody in particular I should follow up with to, okay. Um, so I've got your card. So yep. I will pass along your contact information as well to let them know that um, you'd be open to providing either just the resources and or uh, lining up you yep. know, speakers for a town hall because I think that would be something um, Senator Dodd would certainly have interest in Perfect. connecting you know, his constituents with. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. Fantastic. Thank you. So now we stay tuned and see if the state government gives us what we want. If and when that happens, then I have to help my county become one of the eight pilot counties. Fortunately, I know our county supervisor pretty well since hubby's campaigning days. In the meantime, learn the 10 warning signs of Alzheimer's, one of which is memory loss that affects your daily life or losing things and being unable to retrace your steps to find them. That's two of the 10. I did create a bonus episode in December 2018. It's short. You can listen to it as many times as you need to learn it. Once you know the warning signs, you can help your friends, neighbors, family members. I have people that ask me, is this, is this a sign? Am I in trouble? And I actually do have a friend who probably does have early warning signs. And I've talked to her about what she can do. Early diagnosis is important. We're not asking the state government for $10 million just because we think trying to teach people the warning signs of Alzheimer's would be fun. So coming up next week, you're going to love next week's episode. I talked to Janice Swink. She is a woman living with mixed dementias, and she teaches us what it's like to live in her mind. It was fascinating. It was so fascinating, I had to split it into two episodes because we talked for so long. But it's very, very great information for all of us to understand, but especially for those of us who have to deal with somebody like Janice or my mom. This conversation with Janice fits squarely within the goal I have for this podcast. I'm trying to bring you as much information, support that I can. I learned things talking to Janice, and I hope I can implement some of what I learned with mom because there are times my mom is really challenging. Uh, there was a video on my Facebook page that I talked about, so you might want to make sure that, you're, that you've liked the Facebook page. I'm also going to post pictures of the Advocacy Day there, and you'll get to see us all in our glory. So go to the Facebook page. The link is in the show notes. Hi, Jen. Sorry about the confusion this morning. I don't know why we keep getting mixed up like this, but I did do some research and I found the perfect app, I think, to solve our problems. It's called uh, I'm Up. It's a way that mom can check in with us at the push of the button on her phone. Wow, that sounds interesting. Tell me about it. It's really simple and kind of perfect for us. Mom just puts her info in and then one of our contact numbers at a time of day when we want her to check in and taps a big red button when it comes up. And then whatever contact she puts in gets a text message. If she doesn't check in, the contact will be alerted, and if there's no continued contact, like she doesn't ever get back to us, then emergency services get called. Huh, that sounds fantastic. How much does that cost? It's only $4.99 a month, which is pretty reasonable, all things considered. Uh, with this version, you get all kind of great options. You can program it for one to three check-ins. There's multiple emergency contacts. So the whole family or even a neighbor could get one. 
There's even a pet registry to store important information about the dog, including what you want to do after you pass away. Also, there's an estate directory that allows you to have all of the estate information in one place, which is pretty awesome. Power of attorney info and anything someone might need if you're incapacitated or worse. Sign us up. I'm assuming you get that through the App Store. I'm downloading it now. After you download the I'm Up app from your favorite app store, use invite code 006. That way the fine folks at I'm Up know that you heard about them from Fading Memories. Thanks for tuning in to Fading Memories. And as always, I'll be in your ears again next Tuesday. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, please take a moment and give us a positive rating and review. Ratings and reviews are how new listeners find us, and they can't be a supportive podcast if people don't know I exist. 